D D. A show that discusses what a disaster dating can be once you hit your 30s. Candace Lauren and Kimmy So Brooklyn will share their insights, stories, and humor while keeping faith in one day walking down the aisle. Pray for them, y'all. Another dating disaster. A show that discusses what a disaster dating can be once you hit your 30s. Candace Lauren and Kimmy So Brooklyn will share their insights, stories, and humor while keeping faith in one day walking down the aisle. Pray for them, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Candace Lauren here. And Kimmy So Brooklyn. And we are back at it on another dating disaster. And we are coming with y'all with questions. So a couple weeks ago, Jess Hilarious, shout out to Jess Hilarious and Dion Cole, both of them posted different skits on the types of questions that we should ask when dating. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at those posts. I thought it was quite hilarious, um, but it really got me to thinking about the questions that I'm asking and, you know, wanting to know the questions that you guys are asking. What do you think, Kimmy? Yeah, so it's interesting because I we talked about this on an earlier episode about the timing of our questions, right? Like, when is too soon to ask, hey, do you want kids? And when is it too late to ask, do you want to get married? But overall, you have to ask these questions if you are out here seriously dating with a goal in mind. It's interesting, though, because, you know, going back to Instagram where Dion Cole and Just Hilarious kind of pointed out that a lot of times are we being specific with these questions? Do you have a girlfriend? Does someone think they're your girlfriend? But I guess, what type of questions should we be asking? Well, it's the stuff that's important to you, right? Like, I feel like ask the deal breaker questions, you know, like if you are going to see yourself and you, you've already dated someone, you, you've been talking for a week, you're already changing your last name and doodling it on paper. Maybe you should ask the man if he even wants to be married. Like maybe he already got most people that I know now at our big age, once they're married and divorced, they are not doing it again. And I feel like you need to know that that's the case. And to me, it's also asking questions kind of based on what you're looking for. But I mean, a lot of times, you know, before we even get to the big questions, because I do consider those questions big questions, you know, I think we got to start with the basics. Like, who do you live with? You know, because these these homosexuals are out here and you need (laughs) to know, like, who do you live with? Um, I think uh, Jess Hilarious kind of called it out. Do, uh, oh, do you live with your mom? Does your mom live with you? <laughs> and it's so true. And it's so, you know what it is? There's so many people with so much trauma and with so much baggage, especially again at our big age, that yeah, the, the list of questions that you should ask are getting longer and longer, but they still need to get asked some way or another. And I guess you do have to be tactful with it so it doesn't feel like, an interview, right? Yeah, that's a good point, Kimmy. Just because even in my own dating experience, when guys start to hit me with the 21 questions, I, you know, it makes me anxious, you know, because it does start to feel like I'm filling out a census form or this guy is interviewing me to be his girlfriend. So how do we kind of walk the fine line of asking the right questions? Wait, so can you take it back to the girl that had the, um, the what was it the google document that she was sending yes 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 yes. she sent Uh, like 
This created a whole Google Doc. Like, can you imagine somebody trying to take the personal part out of dating? Like, you sent somebody a document, like a document, and that's the thing. Like, there is so much to ask, but there still is a like a a feeling that you have to get with that person so you know when to slip in some of those questions, right? Like, I feel like if you're kicking it with somebody and, like, some crazy little kid screaming his head off walks in to, like, a <laughs> restaurant you happen to be at, you could be like, so you want more kids or not? Like, I feel like you need that. So I can't imagine somebody slipping me a document, like, fill this out so I can see whether or not I want to date you or not. Because somebody can be amazing on paper and lie, like most people do on their resume, <laughs> and then you meet them and you're like, they are not it, you know? So why you wasted your time regardless. And who the hell is filling out a damn form? Honestly, you know, uh, we, we're going to have to post that on our page for our listeners who did not catch that post. I think the problem with sending that Google Doc questionnaire was, you know, really when you're asking questions, it should be more of a conversation. Ooh. I mean, sis basically sent him a homework assignment. <laughs> so... <laughs> Of course, the guy, obviously, he he shared it. I don't even know which um, Instagram page that he shared it on. But I think to your point, it has to be a better way of kind of having the conversation. And I feel like it, it shouldn't be questions. It definitely should be a conversation. And from there, you can be able to kind of ask additional questions. But if you're sending someone a questionnaire, that's just not the way to go to vet a partner. And people lie, bro. Like, at least if somebody's sitting next to you and you ask them a question, you can kind of see when they feel uncomfortable, if they stuttering, if, you know, if it feels like they're not being um, truthful. You know, I need a whole, I need you to sit next to me and we're going to go through this together. Like, this is the important stuff. But I mean, again, even in, with an in-person conversation, I do feel like bombarding someone with a bunch of questions um, on it, especially an initial link up. I mean, that can also be off-putting. So where does that kind of come into play? Well, it is. It can be off-putting. That's, that is real. Um, but at the same time, it still needs to get done. Like, so that, what ends up happening, right, is that you do you might have a good time. And then you spend after the first date or whatever else. And then you, you start to ask on the second and they're going to be like, damn, it's only been two dates. Why are you so, you know, why so serious? You know? And then it's like, when is there ever a good time? Like, should you wait till you really like them? And then you find out they have seven kids and they don't want to have any more. And you do want to have kids. You, I, but should we be parsing out our questions? Like, okay, date one, five questions only. Because we get to date two. <laughs> I might. Let me tell you. Well, I already have my, my whole, my, what is it? My ace in the whole question that I, I always ask. I'll wait before I drop that. But, um, yeah, sometimes you do have to mix in the serious question with the, with the, the light, easy ones. You know what I mean? Just to, yeah, just to, to look, um, yeah, because there's people that I know there's this dude that every time him and I are, are cool, but like every time I would ask a serious question, he just starts to like laugh and joke. And so I'm like, so avoidance. Hmm, interesting. Like, these are the things that you need to know. Like, it's one thing to be like, this was, that was a deep question, but to like completely avoid it, to not want to answer it. Like, you're like, okay, so maybe there's something else going on, you know, but you can't be afraid to ask that. The reason, the thing is, is that this whole damn podcast is dating in your thirties and forties. Like we don't got time to be cute about, and yeah, you know, we're at the big age where we need to be asking 
the questions that I feel like should matter to us. Are you in therapy? What are your finances look like? Um, what is your relationship with your parents? Mm-hmm. Do you That's want a relationship? Right. What are we doing here? And and again, um, I think a lot of us operate out of that whole, you are scared to um, like egg Shelly, right? Like we're scared to like run him off. If we ask these questions, hell half the time they have the same questions, unless you're dating some 20 year old. A lot of the times these men are asking the same questions. Hey, what do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? Where do you live? You know, what do you drive? I've had all the questions and I don't take offense to it because I'm like, okay, well, maybe he cares a little bit about, you know, what I got going on, you know? Is there any one question that someone could ask you that would potentially uh, annoy you? Because I know there's some questions that when uh, men ask me, I'm instantly annoyed. Do not ask me about me and my reproductive. Um, I wish I could ring a bell. Girl, because (laughs) it's okay. So it's one thing to say, oh, are you, do you want to have kids? Leave it there. Do not say to me, well, why haven't you had them yet? You're getting kind of old. Do you think you can have a healthy, what is happening in this moment? Like we're done here. (laughs) Like, that is the only question that I do not understand why some men don't have any cooth when asking that question. Like it blows my mind. You know, when it, when we're talking about that, I, you know, I hate to be class, but I always say my pussy is not up for conversation. So I, I just don't understand why people, you know, even, even women, why don't you have kids? I think that to me is a question that makes me uncomfortable. Um, but my other uh, question that absolutely makes me uncomfortable, why are you single? Why haven't you gotten married? And a lot of times it's kind of followed up with the comment, you must be crazy. And it's just nope. like, no, I mean, why can't I just not found the one? It is so stupid. It is so exactly. stupid. And I, and I wish people, again, you have to ask the questions you have to ask, but you have to understand when you're using too many words and you're just being a, a smart ass and that's you know like that's the end of it like oh this must be this no you're single too we're both single i'm not calling you crazy we're just it's just we're victims of circumstance like that's just what happens maybe we both just broke up with someone like it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you and i don't understand this level of having to blame someone for their singleness It, it happens yeah definitely those are i guess my two questions that just kind of make me uncomfortable when men ask me that or potential suitors. Um, But I guess if we kind of flip the script, my uh, favorite go-to questions to ask someone, you know, really it goes back to their relationship with their family um, and really, you know, what interests them just because, you know, I just want to make sure that what interests you aligns with what interests me. And maybe that's something that we can kind of build upon. Um, Is there any... No, but what's crazy is even with that, like, so that is one of the things that that's why asking questions is so important because even that, right, your interest for me, that's not important because I'm so exploratory in nature that me not being interested in something that you're interested in is fine because that's like me saying, oh, now you opening up a new level of, of interest for me for something else or like something new that you're introducing me to. So even that, you know, like how we look at it is an example of why you do have to ask certain questions because they are everybody's wants, desires, likes, dislikes are so different. 
you know? And so just going along with the flow for too long will leave you butt hurt when you guys don't work out and you realize that three months has passed by. You know what I mean? Um, but my, my, my question that I love to ask is why did you and your ex break up? Mm. It works out so well for me because one, that was, first of all, it doesn't happen often, but when you get the, that crazy bitch or that, cra- oh, Ooh. you know what? This is not That's a work. red flag right there. It is for me. It is for me. And she could very well be. But I, you know, it's just how people respond to certain things. I'll never know who she is. I don't need to like her. What does it help either of us for you to tell me about her being crazy? Just say, you know, didn't work out. That's all. Especially and not when only that, when, um, when they start to badmouth their ex, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm always like, well, you dated her. You were with oh. her for a while. So... Oh. <laughs> let's unpack that because I mean was she a crazy bitch the whole year you were together <laughs> or right. did it just happen last week right as soon as y'all broke up like it's just wild yeah I I'm never I've never been a fan on bashing the exes and I definitely have exes that I can bash but Absolutely. at the end of the day in my mind it's like well I still slept with him so I mean right. maybe both of us are wrong I don't right. know it didn't work out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want no generic old answer, but like I've had people say exactly why things didn't work out. You know, she was, you know, we've changed. We were dating for a while. We were, um, we were amicable, but we just had different likes and dislike, you know, different likes at this point in our life. She moved away. Maybe that's it. And those are the things that's important when, especially like if a dude is like, um, well, we were really good. It's just that she accepted a job offer in Texas. It's like, okay. Well, now I know that there is somebody out there that if she were to pop back up, you might leave. So, like, I need to know that. (laughs) It's important to understand how those things work. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of guys that are still, as much as you hear the stories, a lot of guys are still friends with their ex. I'm probably not one of those girls that's friends (laughs) with my ex because I have a a sort of a mantra that if it doesn't work out, I mean, I'm just going to move on. There's nothing here, yeah. The past is the past. But I mean, of course, I'm, you know, there are friends, I mean, exes that, you know, can remain friends. I'm just not one of those people. I live yeah. in a world of petty sometimes. So it's over. It's over. No, and that's right. And that's right. And I've, I've learned a lot about myself and my pride and the fact that even when things are over, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't want anybody to think that they ever had anything over on me. You know, so I'm like, oh, I'll still talk to you because it doesn't bother me to talk to you. And I feel like I don't want anybody to think that I'm bothered. So that's why I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? So that's one of those things that I got to work on, too, because, yes, when something is over, it needs to just be over. And like, don't keep talking to somebody just because you're like, it doesn't phase me, you know? Um, But going kind of back to that, uh, the post that Jess Hilarious and Dion Mm -hmm. Cole did. I thought it was hilarious how, you know, they would recommend asking a question, but almost asking the same question in a different way. So even, for example, when it was like, do you live with your mom? Does your mom live with you? I feel like a lot of times we do need to kind of, unfortunately, ask the same question in different ways, just because, you know, with some of uh, these men and even women, you know, depending on the way you ask the question, the answer may change. Oh, um, absolutely. 
Yeah, kind of asking, do you have a girlfriend? Is there someone who thinks they're your girlfriend? <laughs> these are also, these almost the same question, asking in a different way that can also be important when it comes to dating, especially nowadays, just because people uh, don't tend to, they tend to give you half truths. That's what I call them. It's not oh, necessarily no, a lie, but it's definitely not the full truth. And you know what's crazy? As much as that's a joke, that's real rap. Because think about so personality real. tests. Huh? I said so real. Yeah, because think about personality tests. When they do ask you the same question in different ways. Because it's like they're trying to get to the truest you, right? So that's mm-hmm. why when you when you take them, like, you have to, they have to ask you the same question in a multitude of ways to make sure they really get to who you are and make sure that you're not like you're saying, uh, have given half truths, you know? So like the way one question is worded, you might answer it one way, but then if it's reworded, you're like, wait a minute, am I really like this or not? You know? So it's actually the same kind of principles now that I think about that, because yeah, it might be a joke that we say to reword, reword these questions, but to get to the truth, yeah, you might have to say the same thing two and three times. Well, it kind of goes back to, you know, I know we had a conversation a while ago with one of our guest hosts about almost um, dating strategically. And yep. uh, of course, we're going to explore that in future episodes, but it is a part of kind of um, thinking outside the box when it comes to dating, because nowadays you do need to think outside the box. I mean, granted, I think sis with the Google Doc, I think that was a bit extreme, <laughs> but, you know, basically crafting these questions um, should be an art. And I think you and I kind of were talking about, you know, focusing on accountability. And I think a part of accountability is um, asking the right questions and being strategic and thoughtful in the type of questions that you're asking, um, especially if you know what you're looking for. So I always feel like your questions should really be uh, situated around what you're hoping to achieve with that person. Um, Absolutely. Going back to Jess Hilarious again, because it was such a funny post that I'm definitely going to post it on our page. One of her questions was, do you want to fuck? And her response was, okay, good, because I want to fuck. So, I mean, if that's the outcome that you're looking for, it's definitely important to ask that question. Yep. And you, and you have to make sure that you are being deliberate. I think a lot of people are afraid of the answers that they'll get or afraid of the answers that they'll give. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, both of y'all are on the same damn page. So you might as well just keep it a stack. There's no need to to worry about giving the right answer or the wrong answer. Say what's on your mind so that you can save everybody some time. That's such a fact. I mean, I think it, it, exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, not being afraid to ask the questions, being strategic in the way you um, approach the questions, and also being honest in the answers. Because I'm sure that yes. whoever you're dating also has questions for you. And it's very important for both parties to provide truth, not have truth, but, right. you know, just your 100% truth. Right. And actually, to your point, too, about the uh, being strategic, even with strategy, the strategy in your questions, when to ask them, how to ask them. Do you ask after a couple of drinks? Do you ask right at the beginning? But being strategic and what we're doing, where we're going, where we're trying to meet people, right? Like if you are looking for somebody that happens to to like to drink, then yes, you should probably, you know, maybe you'll you'll go to a bar and, and that's where you both will be comfortable. But we have to also like, if, if cars were important to you, 
then yes, maybe you would want to go to a car show. If it's somebody that has their MBA, then yes, maybe you should join the National Black um, MBA uh, uh, organization that we have in New York. Like those are the things like there's, there's strategy in the questions we ask, but there's also strategy in where we're trying to meet said people. You know what I mean? Like we can't think that they're always going to be at the grocery store, church, or at the club. The club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we got to be strategic about that because you can have the well the most well-crafted questions but ain't nobody gonna hear you outside of a you know out right next to a large speaker pumping in your ear like that's not the place to ask well do you want kids like <laughs> you have to make sure that everything <laughs> makes sense you know you can't have a, you're at a comedy show and, and everybody's laughing and then you're trying to pile on like heavy questions so all, it all has to work it all has to make sense you know I do recommend for um, our listeners, women and uh, men who, Mm -hmm. you know, may struggle with asking the questions or sort of engage in the conversation. um, That may be a good opportunity to, you know, work with a matchmaker because that is essentially what a matchmaker does. Um, They're a person that can kind of help you um, put together a questionnaire or gather the right uh, questions or intel to ask a potential partner. And a lot of times the matchmaker will almost, I guess, pre-vet your partner. Um, so that could potentially take a lot of the pressure off of, um, especially women for those cu- questions that we're usually scared to ask. Like, do you want to get married? Do you have kids? Do you have a 401k? So it may be a good opportunity right. to kind of tap into a matchmaker. And we're definitely happy to post some of the um, uh, African-American matchmakers on our page for our listeners who are scared to ask those questions, but um, definitely want the answers. So we'll definitely share that as a resource. Um, that was a very good point, too, to bring up the matchmakers. Yep, that's a, another alternative. Very strategic, yeah. <laughs> I think, though, but, uh, before we kind of head out, I think mm-hmm. what we really want to walk away with is um, the accountability because we cannot continue to have these dating disasters or date these men two, three, four, six months, and then find out that they don't know how to manage their money or yeah. they don't have a passport or they don't go to the <laughs> dentist. Right. I mean, these are questions. These are answers that we those are actually would have questions. Known. And those are the <laughs> important things to know. Absolutely. <laughs> so ladies uh, and even fellas you know um we have to assume a lot of accountability in um the questions that we ask because if you know that you like to travel and you want a partner who travels then and you find out three months later that he's never left brooklyn you know that's, that's okay. probably something that you you should have asked uh, two months ago. Um, So, you know, just making sure that we're also being accountable and strategic in how we approach dating. Um, Because I always feel like um, whatever you do should be really based on, again, the outcome or what your expected output is, whether that's a relationship, whether that's just a quick fuck, um, whatever it is you're looking for, ask those questions, be strategic in the way you ask those questions and be accountable. Absolutely. You would do it for your car. You do it for your house. Why not do it for somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with? There it is. We're definitely going to have to uh, unpack a lot of this and explore this as we, um, you know, go through our month of February, still looking for love, looking Mm -hmm. for healing. So I'm your girl, Candice Lauren. 
And it's Kimmy So Brooklyn here. We can't wait to talk to you the next time on another dating disaster. A D D A D D Another dating disaster. A platform that discusses what a shit show dating can be while sharing humor, insight, and stories with our listeners. At the same time, keeping the faith in one day being booed up. Pray for us.